today is Monday, July 10th, 2023. Guess who's back with me tonight? Me. And who are you? The husband. Okay. You That's are... some old school music. I, I was going to ask you, do you even know what that is? That's from like the late 80s, early 90s. And it's 90s, it's yeah. music. I'll turn it down a little That's bit. That's earlier than the mid 90s. Well, it's just going to keep playing because I have it on loop. So okay. I'll just stop it. Okay. I forget the name, like Jamanja or something. No, that's like that. Robin S. Robin S. You've All got right. to show me love. Yes. So, um, hi, honey. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Just fine. Thank you. What are you having uh, tonight for our refreshment? Uh, this is a Gewürztraminer. A Gewürztraminer. Uh, well, I just had this with dinner. And for dinner, I had shrimp creole. You did. Yes, you did. So did the slight fruity sweetness of this kind of counteract the spices in the shrimp? Always. That's why you have these sorts of wines in the wine refrigerator. So when you have Cajun cooking, you have something to cool off the heat. That's right. Yes. How much of it did you eat? I didn't eat any of it. Could I ask you to um, hold your mouth like this close to the microphone? Yes. And now, see, I didn't say talk loud. I just said hold your mouth like this. Yes, I'll hold it. Look, I'm holding my mouth. Honey, I'm going to smack the shit out of you one of these days. If I'm holding my mouth, I can't speak. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't, don't hold it that much then. Okay, then. All right. So we're going to start off this evening with a voicemail from Gary in Portland. He called in, and I'm going to, uh, I'll play it now. Hey, Paul and Warren, this is Gary in Portland. Uh, I just wanted to call and uh, thank you guys for the podcast that you've done the last two weeks. Warren, congratulations on your retirement. Uh, Do you want to thank him real quick? Thank you. <laughs> I really enjoyed you guys talking with each other and to us and just telling about your life. And also, uh, Paul, I've also enjoyed your talk, your more frequent podcast. I started listening to you when you were doing it five days a week, way back when. Yeah. Actually, that was a long time ago. Do you remember when I did a little, uh, like a 10-minute podcast every day? I did. Gary's been listening since way back then. Oh, Good for him. Do you think now that I have the Roadcaster Duo on the desk that I should do a little podcast every day? Every single day, because you have so many fans. Well, I don't know about that, but I don't know if that would be the reason. But I've think I've been thinking about that lately. But anyway, let's get back to Gary's phone call. Okay. My phone, but anyway, I'm liking that. Uh, it is, I also thank you for getting me on the threads, uh, at threads app and uh, get, got me interested in going in that. Also, uh, I, uh, one thing that I did, uh, I think this one or so, or yesterday, was that, uh, downloaded that chat GPT app, and then I saw it cost $50 a year, so I didn't know that was into that. So, but anyway, <laughs> have y'all, have you talked about that, Paul, or Warren, or whatever? Anyway, no. I'd like to hear your opinion on all that, and, and I know Adam and Dave don't use it, but anyway, I was wondering how y'all thought about it. Anyway, I'm, Looking forward to hearing your podcast. I think you're going to do it one tomorrow night. So, anyway, uh, thanks for being my friends. And, uh, just, and again, I've enjoyed listening to y'all uh, the last few podcasts that you've done together. So, 
Have a good day. Talk to you later. Have a good weekend. Uh, I'm, enjoy, I'm sure you're enjoying some wine today. So, anyway, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gary, for the voicemail. I really appreciate that. I love when you call in. Um, and you're very welcome for us uh, doing a podcast and sharing our lives and um, continuing to do it. I think, as I said just a minute ago, I might be doing more podcasts, maybe maybe not every day, but maybe every other day or something, you know, just to have more podcasts. Now, um, Gary asked, do we use ChatGPT? Do you use ChatGPT? No. However... Yeah. I've been telling the story about um, a student of mine. I had an, on, an ongoing nightmare with, with cheating this year, mm-hmm. as you know, mm-hmm. um, and not as easily dealt with um, in 2023 as it was in 1993 when I just gave zeros. Right. Uh, so I had a suspicion uh, that a student was handing in a paper that Someone or something else wrote, and I'm, I'm not, I'm so far behind the times of these things. Anyway, the same student submitted a paper in another subject um, in which the student did use chat, GPT. And so then that got me to thinking, because the language in this paper wasn't really language or, you know, it wasn't really appropriate for liberal arts. I mean, I looked up some of the words that were used. But I knew what they meant. But like, why? How? Why is this in a in a history paper? Anyway, like, why is it written that way? Yeah. Think? So yeah. why are these terms being used right. in in a history paper? Um, and um, anyway, the so the other teacher in the sciences caught this, and what was you know the chat G, uh, GPT that was being used? Of course, I don't have the skills to to check this out. So I just went old school and had a chat after class, and then the tears and the denial, and then I just failed it. But yeah. I mean, the, it, collectively, it, it didn't make any sense because it really should have. That language was more was not appropriate for it. It just didn't make any sense anyway. So that's my experience. My limited experience with that is that it has been used for devious purposes. Right. In, in this case. And I suspect when you're dealing with high school or college students and intellectual honesty or dishonesty, I don't know how you would even... And we had this conversation with another IT person who works in another, in another mm, school system yes, yes. about plagiarism. And it used to be, you know, we used Turnitin or plagiarism sites, and it just checked uh, a student's paper against another paper that was already written and submitted. Papers... Students would buy papers off of, you know, uh, from a paper mill. Right. And so papers and, were already written and submitted, and they were just buying these off the internet. That was easier well, for the, the detection services to, to find. But now. Wait, let me just say that the detection services are looking for strings of words put together that match strings of words in a paper that's already been written. Submitted. Yes, but written. now the yeah. chat GPT, I'm assuming, is producing an original piece. Correct. All right. So that's what makes. That is what is making it more difficult to detect. Yeah, to detect. But I guess some good could come of that. I just don't know what that is. Maybe you know. I actually do not know what good could come from that because if they're if the papers are so good that teachers can't tell if they're written by the student or 
written by ChatGPT, then then everyone's going to get a good grade. But luckily, you knew your student and said, "This well, is this not is the not language." A, that, not a language, and that would have come from her. This student certainly could not write at that level or use that kind of language. And of course, she was using the language inappropriately, um, but. But for being clued in by another teacher that this had been done, this student had done the same thing in another class. Right. Um, I wouldn't have known what to do about it. Oh, good so, point. Yeah, because the other know. teacher was able to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Gary, that is actually our experience with ChatGPT. I tried to um, uh, get online to see ChatGPT, but it, it, I, I was able to sign up for it. This was before it was charging $50. This was back... I don't know, whenever the beginning was and when Adam started talking about it. And I got on there and, and got a, a sign-in, but then every time after that, when I went to sign in, it didn't let me sign in. So I'm not familiar with ChatGPT. I mean, I obviously know what it does and what it's being used for, whether it's good or bad right now. But um, I do not use it on a regular basis at all. So um, there's that answer. What, what else did Gary ask us? Do you remember? Oh, I don't know if I was re enjoying retirement. And you are, aren't you? Well, it feels like summer. Right. Um, and I think it will dawn on me that I am indeed retired when uh, August 21st rolls around or August 28th rolls around. And Everyone's I won't have to go to, I won't have to set the alarm at six o'clock and... Um, all your teacher friends are going back to go school. To go to boring meetings every, you know, the pre-service week or pre-service week. Boring meetings every day, ridiculous icebreakers that I would always find a way. On my last day, a colleague said, I always admired how you found a way to get out of the stupid <laughs> icebreakers every year. I said, I always found a way to get out of those because they're just they're horrible and they take so much time. Um, standing in line at a Xerox machine because the other copiers are broken Okay, but let me go. Let me go back so, to the icebreaker thing. If yes. if everyone hates them, why do we do them? Why why do you do them? It checks off a box. This, so those people can keep their jobs. Well, that one lady who runs those meetings. Well, but don't you think when the administrators hand in their agenda for the in-service week or the pre-service week, the administrator, the supervisor above them, has to approve of the oh. agenda, and it has to include include. Getting to know you, yes. Um, uh, the getting to know you, ring around the rosy, uh, run around the See, building, scavenger I, hunt. Let's no. get to know each other no. by meeting at the men's room on the third floor and looking for um, the poster of or a used condom. Well, that too. Uh, <laughs> uh, where did the students vape? And so you have to run to the third floor and find the the boys' bathroom because that's where they vape. Okay, well, I um, think and you I check would, off you check off that box. And I, you introduce I, each other, yeah. all that. I would always find a reason to get out of it. It's easy somehow. to just be. You can just if no one's taking role at these various spots because these icebreakers always involve a scavenger hunt, going here and yes, there, yes, and uh, pairing up with. Three other people, four other people. So but if you nobody just in your own up, department. Right. It has been from a different department. Like you're working with an art teacher and a psychologist. Yes. <laughs> Listen, wouldn't I think I, 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 was, I felt this way all through my career. I would respect these people more 
if they would actually take that into account. And yes, they can put it on their agenda for the supervisor above them, but then when they actually get down to the meeting, we just don't do it. Just give me the information you need to give me, and let's get out of here. You know. Well, and yeah, especially at the high school level, and um, you know how large we are. I would have to do these. You would have to do these activities with someone I would never see again. Exactly. So actually, this this whole topic was um, to say that you are enjoying your retirement. But I'm it's, enjoying summer. It's really going to hit right. But summer. I will That's know that I am retired when I will realize I don't have to Go do that back. anymore. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I think that's, and and not that I need to bring this up, but um, I think your sleep issues will correct when you go when when you have that real when your body and your mind realize, oh, I don't have to work anymore, so I can actually sleep and not wake up in the middle of the night, right? I guess so. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Out. We will yeah. see. We will see. Now, okay. So hopefully, I answered all of Gary's questions. Gary, thank you so much for that voicemail. You know I appreciate that so much. And, you know, you can just keep your feed, keep checking your feed, because I might podcast more often than I say I will. We'll, we'll see about that. But now, um, on Thursday, well, actually, we should go back. Last Wednesday, um, my husband and I went to my girlfriend's house, Betsy, for a, um, a glass of wine and... What is that? What's that noise? Let me in. Let me in. That's Betsy scratching oh, at the door. Oh, scr- uh, one of your girlfriends. It might. It might be Rose. No, we already decided. I, I have nothing to do with Rose. Well, there there are competitions in this building. Well, listen, we're not talking your about your affections. The, okay, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about going to Betsy's, and she um, uh, provided a beautiful cheese tray and. Nibbles, and she had a, a prosecco for us to enjoy to celebrate your retirement. I know we've been talking about your retirement now for like four weeks, or three well, weeks, whatever. It's, it's something but to be celebrated, I think. Absolutely, and um, Betsy was the most recent celebrant of of your uh, retirement. So, why don't you tell us what we did at Betsy's on on last Wednesday? We went to her house. Yeah. She gave us uh, some Prosecco to enjoy. (laughs) She had a cheese tray prepared. Okay, that sounds exactly what I I said. We discussed building politics. Oh, we did. Definitely did. We we discussed other members of the harem. Did we? Patricia. Oh, we did. I didn't realize. Betty. Betty. No, Betty is not part of the harem. Betty was mentioned. I guess Betty's lining up too. No, uh, we only mentioned Betty because when we were in the lobby and I waved to <clears throat> Betsy, Betsy was talking to Betty, and Betty waved as if she knew us. She knows you. She doesn't really know me. Well, she would like to get it, get to know you a whole lot better, Daddy. I, I don't know about that. <clears throat> anyway, we had a lovely time. We could only stay a couple hours because we had dinner that yes, night. two hours. Yeah, it was exactly two hours because I was watching the clock. Um, cause you know, we, I love Betsy and we can chat and chat and chat and go on and on and on. Um, but we had dinner reservations, so we had to get out of there and her house. Um, well, we have, my listeners know about the air conditioning issues and we're going to talk about that a little later, but, um, Betsy's house, when we walked in there, it was nice and cool. But as I sat down and got acclimated, I started to get a little warm while I was in you her house. You started to get hot. 
<laughs> hot, hot. You're making that sexual, and that's not at all. Daddy I was, got hot. I was because <laughs> Mama was just laying there. You were sitting right yeah, there. Yeah. She was not laying. She was sitting in a okay. chair, and she barely drank any of her prosecco. Well, we, you and I had two glasses, so I noticed that she was dribbling it down her breasts. Oh my God! He very seductively. That is not true. She did not do and that. And saying, "Oh, excuse me." I don't know what's happened to me. She was waiting what for me to get, a, me? get the napkin and dab it up for her. How on earth will I soak this up? Anyway. Should I waste this love Honey. nectar? <laughs> and here I am just staring out the window. Yeah. Nice thunderstorm we're having. And we now. were having a thunderstorm at the time. <laughs> anyway, we had a nice visit with Betsy. Now, you're going away on Thursday, and uh, next week, Betsy and I are going to go out to dinner one day while you're gone. Oh, yes? Are you buying a corsage? No, but I'll probably pay for dinner because she paid for the dinner last time we went out to dinner. All right, now play safe, you two young Young, young lovers. She's 80, and I'm 59. Well, you can still get STDs from an old lady. I'm just saying. No, that is true. You don't know what goes on in the old folks' um, bedrooms. I don't want to get that HPV, you know, because I'm young. You know. Yes. Anyway, after that we went to dinner. I'm at, seeing mother son mother son play. Oh, that's gross. No. Well, that is a thing. It is a thing, but it's not my thing. Well, you know what my thing is? Sex with old ladies. No, come on my face. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure that can be worked out with members of the harem. Ricky, Ricky knows that. Ricky. Uh, Ricky Burton from the Foul Monkeys. All right. Anyway, yeah, well, let's move on. Yes. So we went out to dinner to um, Liberté in Georgetown yes. last night, or not last night, last Wednesday. And we had a lovely dinner. And uh, while we were sitting at there at the dinner, the bartender came over and he said uh, something like, you guys going to join me at the bar or whatever? So I don't forget exactly what he said, but something like that. And I said, yeah, we'll, we'll go over to the bar and get a drink. So after our dinner was done, we went over to the bar and had a... Um, well, I, I was only going to have one glass, if you remember. But then the bartender came over with the bottle and just poured it in. And he said, this is for our VIPs. Didn't he say that? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you for the VIPs. Because I really only wanted to have one glass. But he poured out a second well, one. We couldn't say no. I got a free I glass, know. too. I, you did. You did get a free glass, too. But um, I wasn't expecting that or asking for it or anything. But then when I went to pay the bill, he only charged us for one glass of wine so i gave him a huge tip to uh cover that the other you know the other glasses and, and his service and he's like can't wait for you guys to come back because he totally remembered us so that was fun well we do know a number of the waiters we kind of have a rotating list of local restaurants we go to it's true yeah and it's really nice that's why i like living in this in this area and i like living in the city most of the, all these restaurants are either walking or Uber distance. You know, it's very difficult to park in Georgetown. Oh, yes, we always have to Georgetown Uber. area, so just Uber. It was a, it's a cheap Uber ride. And yeah, it was 10 You don't have to worry about if we have an extra glass of wine. We don't have to worry about driving home exactly. or anything. We don't have far to go. But um, when I first moved here 30 years ago, the restaurant scene was really horrible. I'm from New Orleans, uh, where even the best uh, neighborhood restaurants are produced outstanding food and i moved up here right and it was just pretty blah it was, i mean there there was it, you can't really i couldn't really say there was a restaurant scene because there really wasn't one it was just old worn out places that 
had their heyday in the 60s and nothing much changed. But now there's a variety of, of restaurants. Uh, it's really come around in the past, I would say, 20 years or so, where well, you can go somewhere and get I've French known, yeah. cuisine, Italian, um, all-American. You know, the, you like the all-American hamburger-type yes. places. But good pizzerias. We have a couple uh, very good pizza yeah. places around. Two Amy's, El Dente. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's nice being in this area. And like I said, you don't have to go very far. No. Uh, so we always have a good time. So speaking of that, as I said earlier, you're going um, to your beach vacation on Thursday. But so on Wednesday night, we're going to be going to... Do you know? Uh, the Nora O'Donnell Husband's Restaurant. Yay. Yay. It's Chef Jeff's. We're going to Chef Jeff's on Wednesday night because it's the husband's last night and he's going to be gone for like 12 days or something like that. So, uh, And we like to go there. We haven't been there for... Well, actually, we haven't been there for a couple of weeks because we went to... Uh, Jenny's El Dente the week before, and that last week we went to uh, Liberté. Yeah. So it's time to get back to Jeff, Chef Jeff's. All right. Now, so that was on Wednesday night when we had the dinner at El Dente, or at um, Liberté, and our uh, visiting time with Betsy. And then Thursday, we had... An extremely contentious board meeting, if you remember. Yeah. I um, have a little bit of the audio that I'm going to try to line up here. Uh, no, we got past us. Okay. Oh, there we are. Ooh, okay. So, um, at the, I, I already warned you guys about this. We're, we're having air conditioning issues in our building. There's very high humidity and... Stuff like that. So um, we got on the board Zoom meeting on Thursday night, and we complained about it. And I have a recording. Oh, I saved the recording because. Um, well, let's just say before you, you play this. Okay. There were several residents, none of whom are are complainers. These and board there's meetings no are pretty connection between and all and of nothing, us. Yeah, nothing productive, productive gets done. But the attendance was, um, you know, no. more than usual. And everyone, at the the most docile of, I mean, none, none of us are really complainers, but we were there to complain. Everyone was there to complain about the HVAC system and the humidity in our units. And the response to it. And a number, on, well, the manager mm -hmm. and the board had gotten so many complaints from so many residents. But they had no communication about it. No, no one knew anything, what, what they were doing. And we were pretty much dismissed yeah. They even responded, and then the manager, her response was, "Well, that's what it is, and you yeah, just got to live with what it. it Buy a dehumidifier and call me in the fall." So, um, there, what they do is they go around the first fifteen minutes of the meeting, and um, depending on when you join the Zoom conference, that's when you get called upon. So, there was um, one person ahead of us, and he went through the whole litany of air conditioning issues and. Uh, humidity and what's wrong and blah blah, and then it was our turn. And this is this is us discussing our issues. So just listen to this. It's only it's what it's like two or three minutes long, right? right. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. Mute yourself. Do you have anything to say? Yes, we do. We're okay. following along with Vago and complaining about the air conditioning and the humidity. Mm -hmm. 
bought these little That's humidifying funny. or uh, hydrometers, hydrometers, and the humidity in our build in our condo is seventy three percent. That is unacceptable. And telling us to buy a dehumidifier Which again, we have, we have one. We did yeah. is not the answer. We've never had the humidity like this before. Again, yes, the world is hotter, but not DC. It's the same. So this humidity, what is specifically are you doing to take care of the humidity issue? I hear you have the compressor uh, work coming tomorrow, but how does that address the humidity? It does not. And then the, the danger is, I mean, mold, dust mites, if you have respiratory issues, uh, all that becomes a problem at levels above 65 or 70%. And that's what we're, we're, we're getting here. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm also disappointed in the lack of response from the board or management. Communication. We also um, filed complaints and we, we haven't heard a word. From anyone. Why not just come clear and tell us all what's wrong and what's being done? And if, there, if this is what we have to live with for three months, at least we know what we're dealing with. But I feel like we don't know what's going to happen. I did a little bit of research. I mean, at, at these levels of humidity, it's, it's about two or three months before mold becomes a problem. And so who pays for that? If we have mold in our units, then who's going to pay to clean that up? And then, you know, we have to stay healthy in this. And, that's and concern. if you're telling people to buy dehumidifiers, is the board going to pay for that? I mean, if everyone has to buy a dehumidifier. And they don't work. No, no, they work. They, they are they are sucking the moisture out of the air, but it's not nearly 70, as much. It's still 70 something humidity in here. That's it. All right. Thank you. That is all she said. Did you hear that? Yes, I heard it. That's all she said. Okay, thank you. That's all we got. And then she went and moved on to the next person. So that that you heard how we were complaining. I actually now that I'm hit listening to that, um, I may have been a little harsh. Was it, do you think I was harsh? Well, by that point we had done we had followed her list of things to do. We did. We yeah. do, we had done them all, as had other residents. Um, and of course, she is on the Zoom call from the comfort of her own home, correct? Which has central air conditioning. Yes. And we're, you know, we're here in this multi-dwelling uh, uh, unit. Multi-unit dwelling, yeah. Um, and um, I think, you know, I understand. You know, we're, we we both have dealt with the public before, sure. but what you learn early on is when a a cranky parent <laughs> complains about something, what you don't do, there are two things you don't do. You don't decide not to respond, and then you don't dismiss. Correct. And they're, and both, the, they're both the same, or the, the opposites of the same coin. So the way I would phrase, if you got that, and it's, if it's not a parent who's always complaining, usually they may need to vent about something or normally they just don't know what to do about something or they're frustrated. So the, the first way you would approach that would be, I understand your frustration. I understand your concern. Well, she didn't. Um, And then rather than if we would start off by saying, well, you know, maybe if Sally did her homework, she'd have, she would be passing the class. (laughs) If that's how you would respond you would get a complaint to the principal because oh, yes. you just weren't paying attention. So there's a way to diffuse that kind of frustration. Um, and at least if you produce an action plan, here's what I will do, or here's what we are doing. Well, she didn't do that. She was dismissive um, and then didn't really offer 
solutions until the fifth resident who complained said the exact same thing. And that's when she said, I guess I will have to reevaluate the HVAC system. Yeah, I guess you will. I mean, and you've been hearing this all night long. They And I, I will say that um, you're, you're exactly right. Five people of, of all the people that five of them all complained about the air conditioning. Now, they had found out that day, but did Well, but let's but, go back. Wait a minute. Oh, so there were five, and others had said, at least two seconds, I kept notes. I will not mention the humidity because others have covered that before. Mm. You're right, you're right. They, they did say that. So that day, that was Thursday, they had discovered that one, we have two compressors for this big building. One of the compressors was down. So we're running on 50% air conditioning for an entire building. So that's why it's warm and, and I believe, humid. However, as you heard there, um, I asked her, what's gonna, uh, uh, what, what is your solution for the humidity? And she said, no or nothing or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but. Um, no, you asked if the, if the compressor would fix the humidity issue, and she oh, said, no, it she, won't. She said, no, exactly. So even when they get the compressor fixed and they're actually able to bring the actual temperature down, the humidity levels are still going to be there, right? Yes. Well, yes. Unless we have someone in the building. We actually have two people in the building. Who are HVAC One who is actually an HVAC expert. I don't know the, other's back, the other one's background, but he seems to know the system pretty well. Yeah. But both have said the board, the management are missing the component for getting the humidity out of our units. They're not doing something. Correct. Um, and so maybe they're going to listen to this person's, and maybe the other the other person is a certified HVAC maintenance person. Well, he is because I talked to him in the in the laundry. So room. you know, maybe maybe they'll factor that in. But I think the maybe the Ubris of the manager um, is coming through, and yes. that that's what's frustrating everybody. The way she's treating she us, she wouldn't. Why wouldn't you do a top-down review if you're having these the these complaints and humidity is humidity is serious and, and you know when you're living in a high-rise uh, there's not much you can do about it you are dependent on the HVAC system a dehumidifier will take the water out of the out of the out of the house but it's still wet I mean the air is still wet right and the air that's coming out of the um, blowers in our air conditioning units is already wet is already higher humidity. Yeah, so we've been doing like the Lysol wipe downs and all that. Uh, but she didn't, it, the fact that she, this has gone on for over two weeks now. This is the third week. didn't really re- review the, in, inspect the, the convectors. I didn't really seek out. And I just wondered, I wonder what the board is doing. I mean, we have um, a company that comes out, the company that services the HVAC system yeah, that comes like out CB to turn, something they turn the system on. They turned it on in April to test it. It's a new chiller. So did it occur to anyone to have them come out and actually look at this system to be certain that it was being... Working properly. Work, or, 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 well, working, but that, that all the required components... Oh, true. Were, we're, we're installed, were being yes. employed to get rid of the humidity. And that's what these two individuals are bringing up. 
not the compressor. It's really Wait, there's an the components of the system that haven't been utilized. Right. And this is what needs to be done. And if you think anyway. about it, the people who are on our board are just like us. They don't. No one's an expert in anything specific enough to um, know what's really going on. They're relying on the experts. So my first question, I know, I've already said this, has been, why didn't she call one of these people, the people who installed the chiller, in the first week when everyone started complaining about this? This is now the third week, and we're just getting True, the chiller looked at. True, but then the board also has response. The board ultimately oversees the manager. Correct. So, But if she was not telling the board what she's getting in terms of complaints, unless the complaints... No, but the board was, the board was getting complaints. I was going to say, but we didn't send ours until last week. So if the first week, she may have gotten away with it. I think all of the above. Yes, all of the to blame. Yes. All right. We've talked, I know, we've talked way too much about this whole board meeting and the AC and stuff. And I'm going to stop talking about it. Okay. Well, let's just hope this is fixed soon. Oh, me too. Um, But you're leaving on Thursday. You'll go to your home. And so the advice, buy a dehumidifier, uh, wipe down your, your walls, whatever. Well, you know, that really is an owner's responsibility. Yeah. We would be negligent if we hadn't turned the thermostat to cooling yeah. and then hadn't turned the temperature down. We shouldn't have to buy a dehumidifier to survive in our home during the summer. And that should not and be her, so her these answer are, to I think these are legal it. issues that will be coming up, uh, especially if mold becomes an issue or if you're asthmatic or you have health issues that are coming up. Um I don't know that buying a dehumidifier is going to solve uh, the issue. Solve not. this problem. You'd have to have some major industrial strength. And you say, well, the board, the board should buy everyone a dehumidifier with them, but then that's ultimately us buying. I mean, yeah, but then they, you know, the, the the guy who spoke first, your I fees. talked to him uh, in the elevator on the way down to the laundry room, and he said that they figured it out. He and one of the board members figured it out that it, for each unit to run one dehumidifier in one room would be $3 a day. So the average condo has four or five rooms, right? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five rooms, four four to five rooms. You're talking um, 15 to $18 per unit per day. Or times 150? Yeah, times 100, well, 154 units. We have 154 yeah. units. That's a lot of fucking money every day that we're throwing away. And we just spent $250,000 on that new chiller. That's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. I got to stop talking about it because I get too frustrated and too upset about it. We do have one more topic. I know we've been talking for 35 minutes. Can you go another couple more minutes? Yeah. That's okay. fine. So that was on Thursday night. On Friday night, we went to Wolf Trap to see the planets, Hol- Holtz's, is it Holtz's planets? Holst. Holsts. Holst. Uh, whatever. The guy who wrote the music to go with the movie Planet. Uh, no. Holst wrote the pieces. He wrote eight pieces for eight planets between Correct. 1914 and 1918. Correct. So the musical pieces were written during World War One. What we saw was the visual accompaniment thanks to satellite and uh, space and, and exploration. And the probes that have gone there. Um, so the visual component to the presentation 
is fairly new. I mean, that, w- that wasn't available in 1914. Correct. So, and I think it's been updated since the last time we saw so it. So he wrote, he wrote the eight pieces. He was also an amateur... Um, Astronomer? Astrologer. Oh, astrologer. And interested in horoscopes. Oh, So okay. he wrote the eight pieces, not in order of how the planets are aligned. Yes. But according to their... Um, astrological order okay that explains it because i even said to you that night i said those he's they're not playing them in order of the planets from the sun and so i said to you that very night that's now how he wrote them well yeah and here's why and And, you know it came with a program that you refused to read oh i did you're right i did not read the program so there you you go it's my own damn fault anyway i thought well first of all it did not rain and i believe a couple people noticed that who was it on facebook that Said, oh, um, Arnie Lewis. He said, "Oh, and it didn't rain." That's correct. Um, and it wasn't. I mean, it was warm, and I was sweating and all of that. But I thought because the rain stayed, you were, away, you were moist. I was definitely moist. Yeah, everything about me was moist. Oh yeah. But the difference, this honey, it's, Betsy, it's rose. It's rose. No, rose. She not. wants. She wants to capture your moisture. No. Oh, yeah. She's not going to have it. <laughs> she wants that moisture. Nope. Let her have it. She can have this one. Oh, yeah. A moist Oh, yeah. Fart. She wants it. She that's, wants it. That's called yeah. a shark, anyway. She wants it. Oh, listen, yeah. have I it. know you're going. Downtown. But listen, so the difference on Friday night was that I insisted on a sitting in chairs. Stop. Now it's Betty. Rose, Betty, Betsy, they're all lined up at the door. Stop. So, Gary, um, I think he said that in his voicemail. Something about the chairs at Wolf Trap. Oh. Did, no, you, did uh, you like the chairs? Air Frosty. Oh, Air Frosty. Maybe he did, too. Did you like the chairs, yes or no? For that particular event, I guess they were fine. Oh, okay. However, let's review that we don't sit on a blanket. We actually rent Yes, but they're not lawn chairs anymore from, either. Yeah, they're actually very comfortable. At my age. This is the first year I've heard that you're uncomfortable with them. I know, because I am. So I'm just not telling you, because I'm The I'm first just time not, in 18 years. Honey, so I'm older than you have. Never, you have I'm, I'm older than you are. By five Is that really two. being on the lawn when you're four feet off the ground? Um, uh, and you can't those see chairs anything, are only like two feet off But there. all right, yes. Well, you said whatever. Um, I think they were good training for the assisted living experience. Oh, my God, honey. Um, Are you telling me that I should just throw those chairs away because you're never going to sit on them again? No, that's not what I'm saying. But you're you're angling for using those and sitting those every time we sit on the lawn. Because it was so comfortable. They were so comfortable. For whom? Oh. Okay, how about this? How about we... Because we know that there's a certain area of the wolf trap. I know exactly where you're going. We'll Listen. make a decision on that next Listen. time we go. Just, you're yeah. not going to let me finish. Listen. Mm-hmm. Listen, Mary. There's a line where you have to put the chairs behind. What if I put my chair on that line and I put, I knew the, I knew you were going to and I put the blanket exactly out for you? Exactly going to say that. And you don't like that? I'm still farther up on the hill than I would like to be. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. All right, all right. Well, you know, I know what it is. You've got your hair and curlers. You bring your knitting. Um, 
And your cross, your secret word puzzles. Listen, and, we were talking to all the people. Well, I was talking to all the people around us, talking about the wine. That lady on my right was all about it. No, no, that was the other concert. The lady in front of me, she was all about the Virginia wine and stuff. Do you remember that? Yes. But the people behind us would not shut the fuck up, and they were clearly bumpkins from Southern Virginia. They did have an in, an inbred look about them. Oh, but they sounded like they were inbred. And I had to turn around and put my finger over my lips to get that woman to shut up because that that opening the opening. Uh, oh, it wasn't. It was a, a, a symphony experience. Yes. No one was really. It wasn't like you were getting up and dancing. No, no, no. It no, was no. Um, all seated, listening carefully. Yeah. Um, Except yes. for them talking, quiet. everyone else was quiet. They were very loud. And I was trying to listen to that music, that, that opening music before the Planets thing. I thought well, it was so beautiful. Rachmaninoff right? played uh, Rachmaninoff's yes, piano concerto. It was beautiful, and I just wanted to listen to it, and that woman would not shut up. When they the were yapping up. about their KFC and whether or not I they know. should have gotten the coleslaw instead of the mashed potatoes or whatever they were. It was very sad. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we got to wrap this up, but I have to tell the listeners that Lamont Cranston on Twitter, yes, I'm still on Twitter, Lamont Cranston on Twitter wants to know if, um, well, because he says I, I dropped a bomb last time when I was talking about my father a couple shows ago, and then I mentioned that my father was gay or slash bi or whatever. Yeah. I, I think that was in a show with you, wasn't it? I don't know. In any case, um, my next episode, now my husband will not be joining me on the next episode because he's going away, but um, on my next episode, I plan on telling the whole story of my father being gay slash bi and how we found out and and how my siblings found out when he died, all this kind of stuff, because Lamont Cranston was quite surprised by that. And um, so clearly I need to tell that story either again or for the first time. I don't remember if I already told the story or not. So, But I think some people already knew that. So, I mean, you're very familiar with that because you have known you knew my father for 18, well, not 18 Well, years, but, but when I met your father, he had a girlfriend. He did have a girlfriend, Evelyn, yeah. Evelyn. But Evelyn left him for a black man with a big dick, right? Well, that's not that's what, what I said. No, but that's what Fred said. Well, all right. Well, he, I guess he shared that with you, but... Yeah, Fred's um, my father, so... Um, but... Uh, dad's secret after he passed away. Yeah, sorting and cleaning, but um, your father gave to you the things he didn't want your other siblings to see. Correct. So that had been sorted and cleaned, and you still have that. And that is going to be part of the story. That I, what, what am I going to do with that stuff? Because that well, it's he uh, did sketches of nude men. Yes, guess, but honey. I don't want to tell that story now. I don't want oh, okay. to get, because I, 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 it's going to take up a whole nother it's podcast. Hot stuff. These dudes were hot. Just, anyway. <laughs> just got it. So pay attention to the feed. It'll be the next leather, leather and boots. Like and probably on Friday. Big dicks. Anyway, so, today's Monday. So yeah, probably on Friday. I just hope Brett has some fun with those leather dudes. Honey, he did. We know that. Okay. Well, you don't know. You're right. I don't know because we didn't talk. I'm about just assuming. I mean, they were. They were ready for action, if you know what I mean. Hard. I mean, they were. Honey, stop. Anyway, I'm just saying. But they're they're in a leather portfolio. It's not like your dad threw these in a box. He put I them in a. Know that. He put them in a leather case, like you're, this artwork that he you're wanted. not letting me tease the uh, the right, episode. Okay, I'm, I'm teasing sorry. the episode for the next time, and you're giving it all away now. I'm sorry. That's okay. 
All right, listen. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, honey. And I know that you're not going to be here on the next um, Sunday podcast. Well, this is Monday, but Sunday podcast because you're going away. And I hope you have a wonderful trip, and I think everyone will miss you. I will miss you, too. I already miss you. Well, you'll have your lady friends. That is true. Yeah. Rose, Betsy, Betty, Addie, Patricia, Doris, um, Eunice, Ethel, who's Edith, Doris? Beulah. Listen, remember this week you thought I added Anna, that lady, that crazy lady, Anna. Oh, uh, Anna. But I did Anna, not. And Anna's no. not that old. She, I'm, she's I'm di- older than she well, is. she's divorced. She is, but... You know about the divorce And I know why she's divorced, because she's such a whore. Uh, not a whore. She's a bitch. I don't like her. Anyway. Well, she's a conspiracy theorist. Exactly. I, I, I always tell exactly. you, when she's you, when you see these too. people, don't engage. I don't know, engage. but I couldn't help but it. But you engage. You engage. You don't, have, you don't even have to look at them. She kept calling. Just don't look. Just don't she, look. She kept you saying look. my name. She goes, Paul. You look. Paul. 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 I just keep walking. I just keep on walking. But not you. That's why you have no friends in this building. And you've lived here no, for 30-some these... years. Well, who are your friends? The average age is 85. Well, that is All right. <laughs> okay. All right. got to wrap this up. Thank you for joining me. And uh, say it with me. All right. Until next time. Bye. 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 This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.